Alright, good morning everybody. Happy Friday. We are live. Awesome.com NFL betting show. Myself, Ben Razzi here with Julian Edlow. We're going to talk a little, little NBA here and there. I'm going to give a horse pick at the end, but we're going to stick to the NFL mostly today because that's what we're doing this time of year. Julian, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, it's this week. I can't tell you, I keep saying it every week, like I'm behind, I'm behind. And then <laughs> we started doing 13 hours of baseball playoff games That'll uh, in the middle of the NBA finals with week four coming up with COVID starting to creep into the NFL. It just what a, what a year of sports that uh, just continues to get weirder. Yeah. I've been grinding the French open. So it's been just madness on that. Yeah, front. I, don't, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I, I might not know what that means. It doesn't mean I'm not betting it though. Uh, so that's neither here nor there, but yeah, it's crazy. I've been watching a little, I watched Padres uh, fight off stave off elimination. But what I do want to talk about right off the top, little, little Thursday night football recap chat. What's going on, everyone. Good to have everyone. You know, it was not good me betting the Jets last night. Just never bet on a gutless team like that. I know we were talking a little before the show, and I, I saw on Twitter, actually, you were doing some things. Melvin Gordon got there for you. Uh, how did your Thursday night go? So I had a good Thursday night. Um, I'm coming off one of my one of my worst weeks in a while and bouncing back, so that feels nice. Um, I told myself I leaned Broncos, I guess, in that game. I think that they were just – go before the season and what were they they were the better team you know that you love yeah, them. Yeah, no. <laughs> so uh we don't have to go there but um and it's a spot where i feel like the players for the jets like just don't like gase and if they hope lose not. then maybe this is the one that gets him out so i was leaning jets um it's obviously one of those times where you lean it and then it happens and you should have bet it but i told myself i would be responsible and i was not going to pick a side in that game um, and I, I stayed strong with that. So I'm proud of myself, even though I cost myself a winning bet. Stuck to the player props. Uh, Darnold passing yards got there in the end. Gordon rushing yards got there in the end on the big touchdown run. Melvin Gordon went over his rushing prop three times last night. He got it, went backwards, got it, went backwards. And then just when it looked like it was going to lose, he rips off the long touchdown and gets us the win. But uh, I can't remember a player prop sweat like that where you literally have a guy that's gotten his prop gone over his prop twice and yet still does not have it at the end of the game and you have to wait for his last carry just bizarre yeah and i mean that does speak to ultimately it wasn't close because he broke off that run but it would have been really close and it speaks to trying to get the best number which is something we preach on this show and that is why we use odd shopper on the show you can shop that around and find you think it may not make a difference but last night was one of those nights if he didn't break off that long, long run, it would have been depending on where you got Melvin Gordon if you cashed that ticket, as gross as that sounds, because normally when you go over a prop, you kind of exhale and you put that at, in the win column. Rarely do you sweat props once you've already hit them. But with the Jets and the Broncos, it's never over, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I was just so disappointed with, I mean... With everything, they should have. I, I was not in team kick a field goal there. Thought they should have went for it and tried to put the heat on. Chris Herndon is a guy that, for DFS purposes, clearly I've misjudged. He was a non-factor again last night. They were using guys, Jeff Smith and and Kate guys I've never heard of. It's nice to get these teams out of the way at least. And the last thing I want to really ask you, and then we'll, we'll start to get into the main slate. And this is just a kind of off the cuff question. You think the Jets might? potentially go uh teeter on the, the goose egg here um they're pretty okay. bad we in order to do that we have to bring up the schedule because when you say is it when you ask that you can't be like well they're obviously bad enough to do it they probably won't be unless they have somebody really bad i don't think they'll be they're favored not gonna be favorite. like that was their pick em chance to to get one um which was interesting because I saw a prop floating around like who will win a game first, the the Jets or the Giants. And obviously it was pretty skewed with the Jets playing in a pick'em and the Giants 13 or whatever they are, point dogs right now in LA. Yeah. That loss right now for the Jets, if you bet Giants to get the win first there is huge because the Giants can, you know, they can beat Washington. They'll get a couple chances along the way. But anyway, Jets, Cardinals <laughs> at Chargers, Bills. At Chiefs, there it is. 
Patriots. There, there's the W. Okay. Um, Patriots at Dolphins. Dolphins again. Wow, twice in a row. Um, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. Ah. Unless they beat the Dolphins at home. It's going to be pretty tough. I don't, this could happen. Wow. I... It was something that I, I wasn't taking seriously. And listen, it's the NFL. Teams can beat teams that they shouldn't. We all know that. But when I was looking, I happened to stumble upon the Jets schedule last night, and I had the same conclusion. I would truly set non-Dolphins wins for the Jets right now. I would set at 0.5, and if I had to bet it, I would take the under. Yeah, I agree with you. And the yeah. Dolphins aren't even They're bad. not even that bad. But Like, they just smoked the Jaguars. Well, we're going to talk about the Jaguars. Um, but yeah, and anything else on these two teams before we move on to the competent teams on Sunday? I, I was just looking to see if there are any 0-16 props, and you can only bet I'm looking on DraftKings, and they have the Giants set at plus 1,700. I'm not going to touch that one, but no no Jets odds right now. Yeah, probably because last night. That was, that was the big opportunity. That's the best chance they'll have. It doesn't mean they... Most likely they will win a game or two, but man, pretty rough stuff. Anyway, we got a lot to get to. We've got Sunday slate, one less game. Titan Steelers has been postponed. Uh, those bets have been voided if you tried to to sneak that in there thinking the Titans weren't going to practice. I tried to do that. I did. Try. I, I as well uh, had some some Steeler voids this week. So, I, yep. Nothing like a good push. Didn't Nothing lose like money. a guy. That's a win. <laughs> In our books, but we got eight early games. Let's start with the Sunday 1 p.m. EST slate. Uh, you know, some competitive matchups in there. You talk about the Saints going to Detroit. You've got the Cardinals off. We both said Cardinals easily could start 5-0. and Lions had other plans last week. That was a bad loss for them. Yep. Uh, and then we also have the spread with the Ravens, two touchdowns over the football team. Floor is yours. Is there a particular game you want to start with in this 1 p.m. bucket? Um, I don't know if I'm going to bet a single spread in the one o'clock games. I, d- I don't think I will actually. I'm scrolling through them. Um, here's I what I think. I th- okay. So before we get to yours, here's where I'm at on, on this week. Uh, the Ravens and Rams are going to win, uh, but they That's are true. very steeply priced. So like, those are teams that I, I don't even want to, they're, they're, the, sp- the number is too big to even tease. There are, I had that teaser week a couple weeks ago where I was like, I don't know when there'll be one again. Maybe, it, you know, you got to be patient. Maybe it'll be week 12 and we got to wait a couple months for it. There's a few that came up for me this week. I think that there are three teams that I'm going to have in a teaser pool, which pays off better than a money line parlay um, scattered across the board. Uh, and the only one in the one o'clock window is, the Seahawks at Miami, which is scary because that one was at six and a half all week. All the Russell Wilson hype, you're waiting for it to creep to seven and, and hit that key number. And now it goes the other way to six because that defense is so banged up and because it's so bad. So we just saw Ryan Fitzpatrick put up points. I think that he'll be able to put up points at home against Seattle, but the way Russell Wilson's playing, whatever they need, he'll get them to, to win that game against Miami. That is one of the games that I've bet, actually. Uh, I bet Miami, though. I took mm-hmm. the six and a half. I yep. wanted to get the seven, but I also didn't want to wait. And there's still a couple, uh, looking at Odd Shop right now, there's still a couple of six and a halves available. And, and it's kind of what you talked about. Miami gets the long week. Uh, they come off a, a good win. I mean, against a garbage team, but still a good win. And Seattle is a team that they, they're extremely talented, but they're also extremely banged up. They're flying you know, going across the country. It's a weird game, sleepy, 1 p.m. I don't love the spot for a team that's really hurting now. Ultimately, I agree with you. Russell Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf, they have so much firepower, and I do think that they can get it done. I wouldn't be surprised to see this be a sluggish game, though. You know, a 24-21, a 27-24 type game for the Dolphins. So I actually took the points there in a, in a spot where I agree I think the majority of bets will be on the Seahawks, but right now the number is holding steady and actually going in Miami's favor. Yeah, this was one that, you know, if it got to seven, seven and a half, it would be a spot I would look at the Dolphins. I don't That's love fair, yeah. the, the six and a half, but you you made the right read. It went the other way, so you got the you got the good number on it. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I would say out of out of the pieces I'll be using this week, Seattle is probably the team that I'll put the least weight behind. Um, and obviously, I just I just need them outright, so I'm prepared for one of those you know gross three point wins where you need a last second field goal to beat the Dolphins or whatever. I, I could see how it could go in that direction, but yeah, I'm I'm confident enough that I will have some weight on on the Seahawks just winning that game outright, but in the form of a teaser rather than money line parlays because the teaser okay. is paying better. I got the other game at 1 p.m. that I really like is gross. But we just saw this team. They are, to quote Denny Green, they are who we thought they were. The Jaguars are garbage. Uh, I -hmm. thought that the Colts game, I think when we look back, is just an anomaly that really skewed everything in week one. Everyone started to think maybe the Jaguars aren't that bad. No, the Jaguars are that bad. They are on the road here against a Cincinnati team that honestly has shown some ability. (laughs) Cincinnati sits at, I see three on my screen. Um, you know, shopping around, I think that's probably what you're going to find out there. I think Bengals nice. just have too much fire. I know it sounds crazy, but I honestly think they just have too much firepower on offense. Higgins is emerging. We know about AJ Green. Mixing camp, the line is terrible, but he's still going to get opportunities. And then on the other side, Gardner Minshew is making way too many mistakes. I know this Bengals defense isn't great, but at home, I think this is the type of game where Cincinnati actually could roll them again. I'll be honest, I overlooked that spot a little bit. And as soon as you, like, you were, you said uh, the Jags, and I was like, who are the Jags playing again this weekend? So I, did, I didn't even have that matchup necessarily on my radar, and I, I don't hate it. Uh, if you made me bet the game, I'm obviously taking Cincinnati. I'm not back in Jacksonville right now. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a spot. I, I like the thought process there because your your average better is – looking to bet exciting games and immediately scrolls past Cincinnati Jacksonville and Cincinnati is better, better than Jacksonville. So the three at the three at home, and I don't know, this is a whole different conversation, but I don't know how we're, we're judging like home field this year and the three, but generally, you know, that suggests that they think of the teams evenly. Um, And the, the, the three points there is for home field. I don't, they're supposed to still be doing that this year. I don't know how it's actually worked out. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but yeah, if you're judging these two teams evenly, yes, you're taking Cincinnati. Like that's kind of, I want to dig into this a little. So, and I know we're kind of just conceptually guessing if the Jaguars and the Bengals met on a neutral field, if they played in London, to me, the spread should be around three. I I think it's still, I know home field isn't what it was, but it's worth something in my mind. And that's kind of how I'm breaking this down. Just real quick, Cincinnati, they played two road games. They lost by five to the Browns. They tied the Eagles. They lost right at the end on a missed field goal in week one to a Chargers team that's shown some up and down ability. Uh, So this is just their second home game and they've been competitive in all three games. As I mentioned, the Jaguars have just been garbage. Uh, yes, they, they beat the Colts and they hung in there with the Titans. Honestly, I should give them credit, but they were just so inept on Thursday. I think this team really is kind of falling back and they're a little banged up. If DJ shark is limited again, that was a huge loss for them. So not the most exciting game, but we don't care about that for betting. We just want value. I think Cincinnati does scream value here. I'm going, I'm going back and forth here because I forgot they did come back against Tennessee and only lost by three. So like now it's only one game where they, have kind of no showed and you used the the long week preparation to back your Miami bet. Very true. Jacksonville's getting the long week here. So you can make the uh you can make the argument both ways, but I agree with you when it comes down to it. Cincinnati's the better team and you're getting a pretty short number here. Um so I do think Cincinnati's the right side, but you can talk yourself into you can talk yourself into it being at least a stay away, I guess. Oh, there's no there's no doubt about that. And you bring up those are very fair points. Um, Anybody can talk themselves into Jaguars Bengals being the, a only, yeah, the only team. Oh God. So, all right, just moving along. Cause, cause I, like I said, I want to touch on a lot of these games. This is a game that for me, a stay away. I will say I like it in DFS and obviously chat. You guys know this goes without saying we have wall to wall DFS coverage. We got shows coming up all day that are going to touch upon various things, including some NFL shows. So stay tuned for that. But the saints and the lions, uh, New Orleans is coming off. I mean, yeah, it's disappointing. Definitely a disappointing loss to Green Bay. On the other side, 
Lions finally did something of value. Big win. Four-point spread for the Saints on the road. Is that a game that you're touching? I think it's one of the better games, but it's one of the it's a tough spot for me to find value in the betting market. So I'm not gonna play, I'm not gonna do anything with this spread. Um I do dislike the Saints a lot from a just You've how they've been shorting them, yeah. Yeah, their defense has been awful. Uh, in terms of play, and then they've been so undisciplined with with penalties. Uh, they've just been terrible. If you've watched any of their games, so I I liked Green Bay a lot last week, and that's another example of three point road dogs. And they go in there, and Aaron Rodgers can just like draw the Saints offsides in the Superdome, which which is something we never see. Um, I, I thought about backing the Packers there, but in the end, I thought it was safer to bet Green Bay's team total over 23 and a half because I was confident they would put up the points uh, and didn't know with their defense if they would keep New Orleans in the game. In the end, it didn't matter if you backed the Packers or took the team total. They scored 37 and one. So uh, both uh, both narratives were, were correct. But I, I'm looking at maybe team totals against the Saints just because of how again the undisciplined secondary that they have the the big yardage penalties penalties in the end zone like awful stuff so i'm looking at it it's and this tells you i mean green bay was 23 and a half last week detroit is 24 and a half this week so it's not a number i love considering the lions went 23 21 and 26 but the offense is better with kenny galladay back I would consider the Lions team total or 12 and a half first half is maybe a little bit more appealing than 24 and a half for the game. But if I bet this game, it's going to be backing the Lions scoring points or in player prop fashion to, to go against New Orleans defense. Yeah, you mentioned one thing that's worth pointing out. Kenny Galladay is back. Uh, he had seven targets last week, immediately found the end zone. Just he's going to be someone that is going to be called upon for heavy duty. Not all the sites have their props out. I will say right now on bet MGM Galladay's reception prop is four and a half. If I had to take that, it, it's minus minus one fifteen uh, for that. I think he goes over that just on pure volume. Um, I, I wouldn't be stunned to see them trailing. Yes. Lattimore is a quality, cor- but like if he gets 10 targets, I'll, I'll take a shot. Lattimore is banged up too. And yeah. Been awful with, with the penalties. So I don't mind going right there. Stafford could easily drop back 35, 40 times in the right game script. I, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that Galladay gets a lot of those targets. Four and a half for a player prop on him. I know it's early, but sometimes you want to jump on that because if it adjusts, that could be minus 160 by game time and then you've missed right. the value. Oh, yeah. I mean, the and there's not necessarily any key injury we we know of in this game, but like, we talked about last week uh, the Keelan Cole receptions prop. Yep. With we got lucky and hit in hitting garbage <laughs> time, so it, it it wasn't necessarily a good bet. But we got the value. You, you, we got it at three and a half receptions at a at a good price, and then Chark gets ruled out, and it either inflates to like minus two hundred or it moves to four and a half, and it doesn't hit it four and a half because he got four. Um, and again, not it's not a great example because the bet shouldn't have hit, but uh, it did because we got it at a good number. So getting the player props early, if there's a good player prop, it generally gets really juiced up. Like how a spread will change from like, it'll go from three to three and a half player props. Don't always do that. A receptions prop doesn't always go from four and a half to five and a half. It just goes to minus minus one eighty, and you got to lay a ton of juice. Yep. And, and it's obviously a market that's, way it's less efficient and b it, it's drastically altered so like if money come, pours in on a prop it shifts radically whereas a, a, to move a spread from like three to three and a half a lot has to happen out there big bets have to come in that's not the same with with props they can change really really quickly uh as chat pointed out this is really the story of this game i don't trust and you're vastly familiar with them matt patricia is he's in the Adam Gase territory. I really don't trust that guy. I do think that Galladay stands out as, a, as an interesting play on both DFS and biggest, props. The, uh, and this has nothing to do really with betting, but just the biggest thing that stuck out to me with Patricia after that week one collapse against the Bears, 
they were dominating Mitch Trubisky throws, who's not even a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore, no. throws three fourth quarter touchdowns to beat them. <clears throat> it was the the previous season, the Lions lost seven games in which they were leading in the fourth quarter. So a reporter asked that to Patricia and said, is there anything in your coaching that you can change to maybe win the, all these games that you're winning in the fourth quarter and winding up losing? Um, and he said no, because he had one of the greatest plays in NFL history that he doesn't need to change his coaching. Speaking Smart. on the Malcolm Butler interception in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, which I, I I feel like Malcolm Butler has one of the best plays in NFL history. Um, I feel like Brian Flores, who's a guy with the Dolphins, had a lot to do with that. Bill Belichick had a lot to do with that. It's calling that Pete your Carroll play. Carroll had a lot to do with that. Yeah, a lot of time to do with it. Um, I feel like calling that your play and saying that because you called that play, which I don't even think he called, uh, that you don't need to adjust any of your coaching speaks to how close-minded that team is and that you almost don't want to back that team in any way it's too early this show now that it's early i can't get my my blood pressure up we gotta we gotta take these these coaches uh it tilts me maybe they are tanking that would explain a lot one last game and then we can move on to the uh afternoon slate i just really want to ask you again uh doesn't mean we're gonna have plays on all these games but the cardinals are in a very interesting spot they're coming Mm -hmm. off that loss to these lions there are three point. It's a, it's a screams trap game. Shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. <laughs> yep. It, three point favorite going into Carolina over under 51 and a half. The game really doesn't stand out with much. What do you make of it? Like at first glance, it's like, oh, Cardinals are going to bounce back. They should crush Carolina. But that's a sneaky little spot. <clears throat> well, the, I'm, the Cardinals obviously looked great getting that big win over the Niners to start the year really got things going and then they come back was week two Washington. Yep. Crushed them. That's one that they should have, no matter what your perception on, on the Cardinals was, that's one they probably would have gotten anyway. So all they've really done this season is beat an extremely banged up 49ers team. So for you and I, who I know after the market, you know, inflated Cardinals all over seven and a half wins, you and I went under there um, and thought we looked like idiots after two weeks. And now it's not that bad. Uh, a three-point favorite against the Panthers who had an awful start to the season tells you that maybe all this Arizona hype isn't quite legit. Um, I want to see how this game plays out. I'm not going to bet it. You obviously can't, you've lost so much value on the Panthers. You can't back the Panthers now. Um, If you saw two and a half, it would be like, Oh my God, I almost have to bet the Cardinals, but I need to see how this game plays out because both of uh, I, I thought both of these teams would go under their their closing win total number. Um, so this, in my opinion, is a matchup of two bad teams, and I, I really want to see what it says about Arizona in this game. There's just so many unknowns, particularly with, with the Carolina side. We know that – I'm not saying they built their offense around Christian McCaffrey, but he's such an important piece. They slide in Mike Davis. It, it's still – Slide in uh, Mike Davis and then win at the Chargers. Like, it's just very confusing, and – Again, I think a lot of that spoke towards we, – we talked about this on the show, and I, I think we know by now I'm a Justin Herbert guy, but I said it's a lot different when teams are prepping for you and you know you're going to start. I wasn't stunned to see the Chargers start a little – so I didn't think they were going to lose, but I wasn't shocked to see that game competitive. I don't think that screams that Carolina has figured something out per se. Uh, so it, it, you're right. It's two teams that I'm, I'm pretty soured on in general. When you have matchups like that, it's hard to really see one standing out Unless the line dictates something for me, it's a pass. I don't, I mean, yeah, I I agree with the stuff that you're saying there. My only thoughts are just Justin Herbert is like my arch gambling nemesis going back to those working days. And every time he always manages to mess something up for me. Like the the only thing I'll give him is that I got my, during that teaser week, week two, I I got the Kansas City minus two (laughs) and a half. But he made me sweat that whole thing out. He comes in last minute. Nobody knows he's playing. Plays fantastic. Makes me sweat the whole thing out. And then last week, the only thing, one of the only, uh, only few plays that I, I put out there, which wound up being a loss, was teasing the Colts and the Chargers. He just needed the Chargers to beat the Panthers at home. And what does Herbert do? He finally has a week for a team to prep for him, and he loses. So And they should have, not that it should have come down to this, that final catch play that lateral, that's a touchdown. Yep. So uh, 
yeah, that was frustrating. Um, I'm never on on the right side of Justin Herbert. I I love betting against him, and he gets me. And then I finally back the kid, and look what he does to me. He gets you again. Where are they? Yeah, yeah there. <laughs> Do you have any, this will be the last game. Cause I don't think you mentioned the Ravens are going to win. I have zero interest in backing a 13 and a half point favorite, but I do want to say this is a tough spot. Did you consider using the bucks in your teaser? No. And the last time that I didn't do that, they easily covered and, and would have hit in their, uh, on their side of a teaser. So didn't consider it. Um, let me see. Where are the Bucks? The Bucks are. Are they a one? They yeah, are. They're, okay. they're one. They're sitting. It's shaded towards. You're getting right now on my screen. I see minus seven, but it's even. So you're getting saving some juice if you want to lay the full touchdown. You're probably going to find some six and a halfs out there in, in time. Maybe minus one fifteen though. That one when I was seeing seven and a halfs at some point in time, I was thinking about betting the the Chargers. Um, but I'm I'm never betting on the Chargers again. Uh, so I can, so I can't possibly do that. Um, but seriously, the, the chargers are, are a good team. Uh, take Herbert out of the equation, take the quarterback, whoever's that quarterback out of the equation. We, the chargers have a good defense and they have good pieces. So they're just always hurt. Yeah. Always I, I think, hurt. I think this is a tough spot for, for Tampa, even, even being at home, they're starting to get a little bit of momentum. Now a kind of legit team comes in. I, I, I really had no thoughts on that game. I was scared to bet that game either way. Um, and while I think Tampa should win, I, I, no thoughts of putting them on in, in a teaser. Okay, that's fair enough. And as, as Odd Chopper is showing us, there are some six and a halfs out there. I, I think you can find that if you want. I have no interest in taking a position. It's a team that we've talked about. There's a lot of moving parts in the backfield with Fournette now trying to get integrated and, and just Brady and these receivers. Uh too too much uncertainty for me. So that's you, the I'll last. Give you one, I'll give you one more one p.m. question because we didn't touch Please. on this game. Don't say the Browns. Nope, nope, okay. nope. But that game, just do you think it goes over or under fifty six? I'm not betting it, but I think it goes under personally. Um, and, and it's mostly because I, at the core, think that although Dallas has gotten in crazy shootouts, that they want to run the ball. Um, they're playing. Now, truth be told, if you look at pace of play, they're playing at a ridiculous pace, and it's not all due to the fact that they have been trailing. But this is a game where I actually looked at Zeke's rushing prop sitting around 85 yards. If you think the Cowboys win, I think he goes over that total, as simple as that. So if you don't want to lay the points with Dallas, I think you can kind of just bet Zeke in the prop market. I, I think it's extremely correlated that if the, if the Cowboys win this game and control it, Zeke is going to have a big day on the ground. The Browns defense has just been suspect all year. I, I could see a, a game where there's some points, but more often than not, the, the game is controlled on the ground and not through the air. Yeah, it's a total I'm laying off. I That defense is so bad. Everything about the Browns is frustrating. Everything. And every, like everything about Dallas's defense. Well, they're just, awful. they're going to win the East by default, obviously. Yep. Completely, completely agree. What a what an awful division. Do they? You think they win it at five hundred, eight and eight? I mean, it's it's it'll it'll depend if the Eagles can push them even a little. Uh, Dallas's schedule really. They're about does. to. They're going to lose in San Francisco and be zero and four. Yeah, and then I mean, <laughs> Dallas will be. Uh, I don't know. These are teams again. Uh, another coach. Chat brings this up. Chat. Very sharp this morning for Friday morning. We, that's what we like to see. McCarthy wanting to run the ball is suspect. I agree, but I, I think that they will take the pressure off. Dak is just at a ridiculously unsustainable rate right now with these shootouts that they've been getting into. I, I really don't think we see that against Cleveland. So we'll talk about that on the DFS side. I will say a couple couple programming notes. One, it's good to see a lot of people in here. If you can hit the like button, helps us out a ton. Also, as you can see from Nightbot, we have a $5 weekly pass right now for NBA. This is it. They're running massive showdowns for NBA. So if you're playing tonight, use the promo code Orlando at checkout. $10 off the original price. It's going to give you access to Osimo's leading NBA DFS player projections, ownership projections, and much more for every showdown slate for the NBA finals. Valid through Sunday. So there's no better time to do it. We're not going to really talk a lot about NBA, but I 
think the Heat finally are are dust. They've they're a little banged up here. Uh, yeah, not exactly a hot take uh, no. there. I didn't bet it, so I share the same take. Uh, the The real question is, how bad is this going to get? Like, I I bet Lakers first half when the the Dragic band were down like thirteen news. and then they stormed. Yeah, yeah. When that doubtful news came out, just because. Oh, oh, tonight. I got you. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tonight. Um, when I so the only thing I didn't bet game one. I didn't put any plays out. I just wanted to sit and watch it. The only thing that I did do, I did a small play when uh, the Lakers did go down twenty three to ten. The first quarter spread was Lakers plus ten and a half. Yeah. I, so I, literally the same thing. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I live, I live played Lakers first quarter plus 10 and a half. And then they win the quarter outright. And I was like, why didn't I just throw 20 bucks on the money line for fun? Because that would have paid out like 600, 650 bucks or something on the, they were plus 2000 something on the first quarter money line at that point in time. And I played them plus 10 and a half. And then they win the quarter outright from down 13 at ridiculous odds. So yeah, that'll and that'll stay in my head. And the next time there's a situation like that, I will put twenty bucks on them. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to win like seven hundred bucks, and then they'll just get smoked the rest of the quarter. But that was that was probably. So yeah, I'm on for, I'm on Lakers first half tonight. Okay. Uh, just because I'm afraid of the the back door, I guess at the end of regulation, because Miami will grind in the fourth quarter because it's a finals game. But Kelly Olynyk's going to be getting some bam out of bio minutes. Like, yeah, that's that's a good thing. So for good, and now it's Kelly Olynyk, who's a nice little rookie, getting those Dragic minutes. Like, the Lakers are going to come out and storm them. Yeah, I, I like I said, no I hot taking a position. Yet. So, all right, we got moving on to the afternoon slate. It, it's much smaller. There's only three games. Uh, then we can talk a little about the night games if there's time. But one of them, we got Giants. Almost a two-touchdown dog against the Rams. We got your boys, Patriots, seven-point dogs going into Arrowhead. And then my boys, the Bills, sneaky trap spot, three-point favorite going into the Raiders, into Vegas. Anything stand out from these three games? I think they're great games to watch, but not great games to bet. I re- As you know, I really need the Raiders to lose this game. <laughs> I can't have them beating the Bills after they got one over the Saints with uh, my under seven and a half wins. So that's one that I'll be I'll be watching, rooting for uh, AFC AFC East rival Buffalo Bills. Um, I will say I do like the Bills in that game. I don't okay. know if, I'm gonna, if I bet a spread. Maybe I, in any of these games, it would be Bills minus three. I don't know if I am going to bet a spread in any of these. It sounds like you kind of like the Raiders. Um, no, I just think it's. I- it's a tough spot um, going out there. I, weird game last week where the Bills kind of gave it away. They were lucky to get out of there. I'm not I sure. Like every, make- I feel like every Raiders home game for the next like five years is going to be a tough spot. <laughs> it is because it's just a team that has – when you can run the ball like that, you're dangerous. Uh, I'm not a big believer in this Raiders team. Neither are you. I'm not a believer in Carr. I, I still, though, if you can control the game and not force them – to play from behind, they can be effective. And, and so far, I'd be lying. They, they look very impressive with Waller. I know Ruggs has been banged up, Renfro. They've got some weapons to cause some problems. So I think the difference with the Raiders, I think smart teams beat the Raiders because they take Waller away. And we talked about that. The Saints with the Patriots let does. Waller dominate them on that Monday night game. And then we came on here. I said I was going to back New England. Um, and you agreed with that because Belichick would take Waller out of the game and nothing else would be good enough to beat them. And that proved very true. Um, the Bills have, have, you know, if you're looking at like DFS numbers, the Bills have been poor against tight ends so far this season. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a spot where, where Waller has a good game. But if the Bills are smart, take Waller away. Jacobs can have a good game. He's a good running back. They have a good line. And, and you can still win that game. Uh, listen. It's a spot. I'm gonna. I'm interested to see where this closes. It's sitting parad chopper at three everywhere. Will two and a half or three and a half come up? Uh, yeah, that would dictate a lot for me. Half, I think, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's more likely. Um, do you have any feel on? Listen, the Chiefs are unbelievable. They've got everything that you could ask for right now. They're back at home. They're coming off in a 
I mean, it wasn't in a competitive game, but it was emotional, big time matchup in Baltimore. I'm not gonna say you're gonna sleepwalk with New England coming in, but any any feel on on that game? If I had to make a play, I would bet the under. I think that the Patriots are smart enough to know when you have a rushing attack like they do, your only chance is to dominate possession, shorten the game. Sitting at 53 right now, I think that's pretty heavy. I, I thought this would be like 49, 48, to be honest. I agree. I'm not taking a side and it's under or nothing because again, you look at, you want to bet. We, we don't want to bet on Matt Patricia's and Adam Gase's. You look at coaching, you want to bet on good coaching. Bill Belichick, he knows the only way to win this game. You look at the last three times the Patriots have played the Chiefs. Uh, two of them, Mahomes has been like 22 minutes or less of, of possession. So that's a clear focus yeah, here. Uh, and now you have Cam to help get those those third and shorts and and grind the ball on on early downs that that's kind of how you have to do it uh so I, I agree i think this could be an under game the patriots plus seven it always screams value but what am i going to bet against the chiefs after what i saw last week no they were ridiculous uh so i don't know this i got nothing here basically i'm just i'm just spewing garbage it's I'm I'm not going to bet against Mahomes all all year. I don't think I don't think you can bet against Mahomes in any fashion. So let me ask you this: more important than all of this, if you had to set the line on the Chiefs at home against the Jets, but the Chiefs only play with ten men, what would you set that at? Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot here on both sides of the ball. Yeah, ten men on defense and offense. That's got to be like a major, major downgrade, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen a football team play with 10 guys. What do you put it at? Pick them? I was thinking like the Jets minus like six and a half. I, I don't oh, know. Okay. After, after backing them last night, maybe not, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Fortunately, yeah, if, you have, if you have insane takes on that, drop them. But anyway, back to the real matter. world. You mentioned uh, – I think we can get this out of the way. I have no interest in that in that Giants game, but what, the thing I want to ask you about, you alluded that you have a teaser. Is it the night games that you're looking, or is it in these 4 p.m. slots? Yeah, so uh, it pretty much gives it away that it's not any of these 4 p.m. games. So the last two pieces are the Niners and the Packers. So <laughs> my teasers will go into Sunday night, into Monday, and I mentioned the, uh, the Seahawks are a team that will be in there. I'm probably going to be a little lighter on them. I think, I mean, let me see. If you put a money line parlay together on San Francisco and Green Bay. Yeah, so a money line parlay is minus 140, 140 range. If you did a six and a half point teaser that gets them both to minus half a point, now you're looking at minus 120. So you save yourself like 20 cents of juice by doing the teasers. That's why you want to play around with this stuff and, yep. and get the better numbers. Um, the Niners are banged up. It's concerning. Everybody was concerned about that last week when they wanted to bet Giants plus four, and look what happened. Uh, the Eagles stink. They had one healthy receiver at practice yesterday. Carson Wentz is playing like garbage. They have nobody to throw the ball to. They punted. Their coach is shook. <laughs> they punted. Uh, I, I, I thought I missed something. So I truly did. I, what? I don't what know. Bad. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Niners at home, they're going to win. The Falcons are not going to beat Green Bay. I don't tell me why. Tell me why the Eagles or Falcons win this week. So the only thing the Falcons, I'm not even going to discuss. They they have all the talent in the world. They just they this happens too often. I know it's a joke. It's all that like just bad. Aaron Jones, Rodgers. I know Lazard is hurt now, but I don't care who's healthy. The Packers should run through them if nothing else. The only thing I can point to is that the Eagles. On the win, if like they they have to win, um, they have to win a game. Isn't and, that what you said last week too? Yes, and I picked them in Survivor, and a tie is a loss. Big mistake. Oh, a tie. So on in the DK one, a tie advances you. Okay, so that's good to know. So I'm going to take half credit for that then. Um, the, the only thing I can point to is that coming into the season, I thought the Eagles could be pretty good. I, I thought they had the tools on both sides of the ball. And looking at the Niners, they are very banged up. But I I can't say that the – I mean, the Eagles just at home in a must win against Cincinnati tied. So <laughs> right. I, I'm not – there's no coming back from that. 
I think that's pretty safe. To, you, you know how it goes. Teasers always look good. It always seems like they can't lose. Of course they can, but these are good spots. For me, Miami is by far the most dangerous of, of the three. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. Um, so I'll probably have small teasers pairing Seattle with San Francisco and then yep. Seattle with Green Bay. I'm not putting the three together. Um, and then my, my larger one will be San Francisco and Green Bay. Uh, like we said, you can, you can mess around with teasers and really fall in love with them because they look so good with the, the numbers that you can get. Gotta pick the right spots. Gotta get through key numbers. Uh, don't don't, tease I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot of teasers this year. Like, but they've done well. The week two ones did very well. Uh, last week I did one and it and it lost the Colts and the Chargers. So yeah. you got to be careful with them. Can't can't stress it enough. But I, I do like these spots to, to to essentially get two teams to a pick. No interest in using the Rams and trying to get it like just south of a touchdown. Right. So I thought about the the Rams and the Ravens. Uh, those teams are going to win, but like in the end, I, I didn't want to mess around with uh, with still laying close to a touchdown with those with those sure. teams, just because any anything can anything can happen. That can be one where you know it looks like the it looks like the Rams are going to cover at the end of the game, and then the Giants get one garbage touchdown that not only sways the spread but also sways it if you teased it. So, just going to stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a weird, and it's been just crazy. The overs are hitting at an unsustainable rate. Maybe the maybe offense has just taken over the league, but every every game, it just seems like they're setting all sorts of records for points. Uh, and we'll have to see how that pans out. Anything else before we we got a couple? You know, we're gonna talk a little Survivor, maybe an upset player too. Anything else on these late games? Um, I don't like the number on the Packers team total at. 31 and a half. That's a lot I, of points. Yeah. I'm the, I was going to, I was going to play the Packers team total over against the Falcons at home with it looking like Devonte Adams coming back, but I don't know if I can do it with 31 and a half. That's yeah. I, I, I couldn't back that. You 20, need to, 23 and a half against new Orleans was perfect. I, I loved that number. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta's defense is garbage, but there's just a lot of ways that the Packers don't need to score that much in a game like that. So We'll see. Um, yeah, and there are a lot of situations. The the flying east, to, you know, coming east from west in the 1 p.m. time slot, it's tough to break that down sometimes. You know, you, you hear about it. I think it's a factor, but guy, like Seattle's done that so often. I'm not – that's not why I'm backing the Dolphins. It's just part of it. Yeah, uh, Seattle's pretty experienced in that they are. spot, and they do well with it, unlike yeah. we talk about a team like the Raiders that do pretty poorly with it. The Raiders are just – and that speaks to also like when you have good players, it's easier to do things like having Russ helps. Russell Wilson's getting pretty close to even money for MVP. He's doing some things. Josh Allen going to hunt them down. Right. Cause he's just the best. All right. Oh, actually, sorry. I do have one more. I, I do have one oh, more thought. Sure. Um, because I do think the bills beat uh, the, the Raiders, Raiders and I do think the chiefs beat the Patriots. If that plays out and the bills are four and oh, and the Patriots are two and two, that is when you want to bet the Patriots for the division if you like them. You don't like them. I do like them. I like them less when they're two games back. But depending on what that number is, north of plus 200, I might jump on that. I will say, I totally agree with that logic. They have the games head-to-head in front of them. Right. Um, like, like, I've said this, and I'm not doing it. If, if you think that the South, the AFC South is wide open, now is the time to bet the Texans because they've had a brutal stretch. They're 0-3. They were 0-3 a couple years ago. They finished 11-5. and If they beat Minnesota this week, they are right back in the thick of it. I know the Titans have started fast, but I don't think that that's an unreasonable ask if you think that division's wide open. I love love that idea. Is there Do they have an in-season um, win total up? That I have not seen. I, I've seen the division props. I haven't seen an in-season I mean, win total for them. Then it may be depending on what book you have available, and that's something their schedule really opens up. I wouldn't be stunned to see them see sitting, 
you know, five and four, six and four heading to the back half of the season. We got to look at, you know, like, look at how the, look at where the Eagles are in their record. They've had bad losses and bad ties, but that was pretty much a loss. Um, And then look at what Houston has done. Lost to Kansas City. The Ravens. And Pittsburgh. Yeah. Arguably the three best teams in, in the AFC. So, yep. They, if those three losses were scattered across the season, we wouldn't think anything, anything of it. And the market has obviously, and that, listen, being 0-3 is bad, but the market has overreacted to them. As you mentioned, if those were the last three games of their season, they could have been sitting, you know, they could have started with some easy teams and they were 2-1 and one right now. They'd be like towards the favorite for the South. Right. Um, so if you if you believe in them and you think Deshaun Watson can get it going, obviously they have to beat the Vikings this week. But if they do that, that price is going to start to plummet. That is a long-term future that I don't mind splashing on because I don't believe in the Colts or the Titans. Um, so this should take two seconds. <clears throat> Survivor pools. If you're in a large pool, you can be sneaky and be different. If you're not, you should take either the Ravens or the Rams. For me, it would be the Rams. They're just not going. I don't see many ways they lose that game. I'm with you. I, I like the Rams over Baltimore. Not that not that I even think Washington has a better shot to win than the Giants. Uh, I just prefer to save Baltimore, I guess, whereas we don't need the Rams as much later because they have all their division games coming up in the best division in football. So Baltimore is a team that, you know, you might need later in the season versus the Rams are playing well now. They have the good matchup now. They're at home. Just just take it. Yeah. Listen, survive in advance. Now, again, if you're in a pool with thousands of people and you know it's going all weeks – you may want to be different. And if you find a spot, you want to use Tampa or you want to use Green Bay, but like, I, I don't see the merit in doing that. Honestly, I would have, if you were getting crazy, I think you use it, trying to use the jets last night would have made sense. Like if you were going for the longest and trying to do it, but that wouldn't have worked for, for many years. Uh, yeah. The Titans are a good team. I, I have to admit they do, they do what they do well. Um, but the South to me is still up for grabs. And I like Mike Vrabel a lot, but anyway, all right. Well, Clearly the Titans for, also, just really quick, like, sure. Look at what's going on with the Titans at the moment. Yeah, they have also That's not good. Who knows what that situation, their game is canceled. That's a huge break. The worst thing for them would have been having to play with no practice. I That's why I bet Pittsburgh, as many did, um, but still could be a, a situation there. Upset special, if you have one. For me, it's simple. I think that the Dolphins are live in that game. That would be a pretty big upset. But you're going to get like plus 240, 250 out there. Not saying it happens, but if I had to take a live dog, I think I'd go with them. Yeah, I I don't I haven't brought many many hot takes on uh you're saving them. <laughs> yeah. It's a long season. Saving them for later in the season. Honestly, I think for me it would be the Lions. Um they're at okay. home and I just really dislike everything that I've seen from New Orleans. So man, Lions, imagine if they lose again. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the Lions are a team that came into the, the season with a win total set at seven, like shaded towards going 500. Everybody talked about how unlucky they were last year. I just, I hate the coaching. <laughs> I hate betting on bad coaches. Yep. Uh, and that's what this would be. And that's why I will not be betting Lions money line. But I, I think that Detroit is a team that I could, I could definitely see winning that game. You know how frustrating it will be for me if the Saints are one and three and my Falcons South division tickets are just dead on arrival. Like this is exactly what I envisioned that the Saints may not be good. And it's just the Falcons are even worse. Well, what you the the part that you failed to identify is my guy, Tampa Bay, uh, running through the division. I got my plus three fifty ticket. That buffoon. That whole oh my God. They look all right. I kind of honestly hate, they kind of look how I expected, but I, yeah, I kind of hate them. Um, but I have so many, I have so many futures. I have the plus three fifty division. I have the over eight and a half wins. Uh, so yeah, I kind of want to win those. <laughs> Final thing before we get out of here, it's the most important thing, Chad. I hope you're ready. 
tomorrow's the Preakness Stakes. I know Julian's excited. Nothing gets Julian going like the old the old ponies at the Preakness Stakes. Didn't know the Preakness was tomorrow. And that is why, my friend, you're going to go to the awesomeo.com homepage and you're going to read my free article that breaks down every single horse in this race. If you are making a wager, go check it out. It's going to be a good race. I will say to me, last thing, I liked Art Collector in the Kentucky Derby. He scratched couple days before the race then the day of the race i picked thousand words he flipped in the paddock and he scratched so both of my horses didn't even run in the kentucky derby they're both healthy they're both here art collector is my horse i think he beats authentic i think he wins the preakness stakes tomorrow but there's a lot of money up for grabs so i really encourage people if you want to take a couple bucks and bet go check out that free article on the homepage. Me and Julian are going to bounce on out of here for the day. He's going to DK Live to do some jangles. We have shows all day coming up next. We got the boys. We got Josh Engelman. Ship my money doing, uh, what are they doing? Something. Um, yeah, NBA strategy. Want some live news updates here? Two yeah, more Titans gonna... players have tested positive per Adam Shepard. Not, not great. great houston houston division let's go houston division uh, i think we may have identified a good spot there but yeah we got josh and adam coming up then we got alex the man himself and josh breaking down some nfl strategy we got nba live before lock tomorrow morning me and makajuski college football show everything you need on the awesome network subscribe hit the notification bell you know the drill thanks guys for watching new time for us hit the like button on your way out you have any questions you hit us up on twitter Jordan climb behind the glass as always. We appreciate it, my man. Good luck, everyone, this weekend. I'll talk to you guys soon.